0: What is testosterone and how does it work in the body? I pose that question to five different testosterone experts. You are about to hear their answers. If you'd like the link to their full interview, find that in the captions. Nick Caputo.
1: So at a very surface level, it's a hormone, so it's a chemical messenger. It's a little deeper, a steroid hormone, which means that it has the ability to directly impact gene expression because it has the ability to get inside the nucleus of a cell. So steroid hormones are a little bit different than some other hormones in that regard. And then it's also an androgen hormone. So it's, it binds to the androgen receptors and influences, uh, sex related stuff a- among other things. So that's how I would describe it. Like, or I would define it. So additionally, I would say that, uh, I mean, I could describe how it's produced, but it's not, re- I guess it's not really relevant to the question. I would say hey, it's let's not- go
0: into that. How is it produced?
1: So, there's two main pathways or that that signal for testosterone production. So the first one, the main one is the uh, HPG axis pathway or the hypothalamic pituitary gonadal axis. So it starts in your hypothalamus, which releases GNRH or gonadotropin releasing hormone, which then there's a, a blood vessel that goes directly from the hypothalamus to the anterior pituitary. So the GNRH goes through that little blood vessel. I forget what it's called and signals for the release of two hormones from the pituitary, LH, luteinizing hormone, and FSH, follicle-stimulating hormone. Both of those hormones get released by the anterior pituitary. They go into circulation and eventually get down into your testicles where they signal different uh, cells in the testicles. So FSH, follicle-stimulating hormone, stimulates the sertoli cells to start producing sperm, and LH, or luteinizing hormone, stimulates the Leydig cells to start producing testosterone. And The latex cells will convert after the response or the signal from LH, they will turn cholesterol into a series of other hormones, pregnenolone, DHEA, and progesterone, and then androstenedione, and then testosterone.
0: Do do you have any opinions or any data on what happens before the hypothalamus? Like, What is the actual signal that starts this chain reaction that you just described?
1: That's a great question. It's a loop. So once you have testosterone produced, you have the enzyme aromatase that converts your hard-earned testosterone into estradiol, or the precursor to it, androstenedione, into estrogen. so also estrogens. So the hypothalamus is covered in estrogen receptors, so it gauges how much GNRAs to produce based on how much estrogen you have.
0: So it's just, it's monitoring the body for, for estrogen,
1: Yeah, it's called a a feedback loop system. So based on how much estrogen you have, which is like, I guess, the end of the the process, it's like the end is the beginning. So it does a lot of things. So uh, before we continue, I want to mention one other thing Mm -hmm. uh, with the production pathway. So in addition to LH signaling for testosterone production, there's actually a quicker way that your body does it. And that is in response to catecholamines. So adrenaline and noradrenaline. So in the moment, like let's say somebody punches you in the face or you encounter like a bear and you're like running or fighting or something, that increase in catecholamines actually directly signals to the latex cells to start converting cholesterol into testosterone immediately, whereas the LH pathway takes a little longer and usually takes place more in your sleep. So there's two main production pathways. The HPG axis one with the LH is the one that usually happens for the majority of your production. But that catecholamine pathway is what happens like real quick when you need testosterone, like right now. So there's two ways of increasing your testosterone, really.
0: Those are the two main ways. So we'll come back to that one a little bit, but let's just say for somebody who does, who's never really don't you, you're explaining this very scientifically. Could you maybe just take us another level deeper than most people would think about? Like, what does testosterone do in the body? Could you just give an overview of that.
1: Yeah, for sure. So it does a lot of things, a lot of, I guess on a surface level, number one, it helps you with energy, helps with motivation and has a pretty interesting relationship with dopamine. Uh, It also gives you a desire to compete and makes you ambitious. It makes males want to seek status, uh, social status. At the end of the day, it's a sex hormone. So behaviorally, it makes you do a lot of things that make you more likely to pass on your genes, right? So it motivates you to seek status, which can to some degree lead to aggression, because in the animal kingdom, aggression is usually a way that animals, you know, achieve social status. So it's an indirect link to aggression, uh, sex drive, of course, and libido, motivation, ambition, energy, uh, all those things behaviorally, uh, testosterone does. It also helps with insulin sensitivity. So it makes you more insulin sensitive, uh, meaning that you have a better ability to process carbs and not store them as fat. It all, uh, you know, prevents type two diabetes in that regard. Also, uh, it helps increase focus and working memory and also helps to reduce anxiety and depression. I'm thinking <laughs> so off pretty the top. important, and also, pretty important uh, stuff. Yeah, and calcium regulation. So it also indirectly helps with uh, reducing risk of cardiovascular disease. And honestly, endogenous testosterone levels, so higher natural testosterone, steroids not included in this, high endogenous testosterone levels, meaning natural testosterone levels with no steroids or supplementation or anything like that is actually associated with lower risk of cardiovascular disease and overall mortality in men. Mm. Meaning higher testosterone means you're more likely to both live longer and less likely to get cardiovascular disease or heart disease.
0: So those are super, super important. All of that stuff is basically, it just means life to me when you're saying all of those things.
1: Yeah, it's fundamental for male health, both physically and mentally.
0: What about females?
1: So it honestly is really important for females as well for overall health, but females have significantly less of it. I think it's an interesting concept to dive into that estrogen is kind of considered the female hormone and testosterone is known as the male hormone, even though both men and women both have both testosterone and estrogen and Mm -hmm. women actually have more testosterone than they do estrogen.
0: Yeah. It's important for women.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's also the main libido-driving hormone for women as well. So higher testosterone would lead to higher sex drive for women, the same as men. And they oscillate in their monthly cycles. So when they're ovulating, they have higher testosterone levels because they're more likely to seek out sexual partners because it's their time to get pregnant.
0: Kristen Van Camp.
2: There's two different types of testosterone you can keep in mind. There's bound and there's unbound, which is known as free testosterone. Uh, we'll start with bound. Bound is basically the testosterone is bound to sex hormone-binding globulin or albumin, uh, which is produced by the liver. And so when it's bound, it's not readily available or bioavailable, quote-unquote, techno- uh, technology, <laughs> I'm putting that other testosterone to be used like in that very moment. So free testosterone is something to primarily focus on because that is the testosterone that allows you to have that, that vigor, that drive in the gym, that power, uh, the extreme focus in the moment, the relentless energy, I like to say. So, you know, some guys could have really high bound testosterone where it's like a thousand, which is great. But if their free testosterone is below 10, they aren't really having that that extra edge in life. And so it's important to have the balancing act of free testosterone being elevated alongside the bound testosterone. Um, and so it's a unique thing that, you know, it's a crazy orchestra of stuff. And making sure sex hormone binding globulin is a little bit lower, that's something that's important too, because if that's highly elevated, it's going to continually bind to the testosterone, increasing your bound testosterone, but then you'll have decrease free to be able to actually use in that moment. And so making sure you can decrease that particular uh, protein is important as well. Um, but there's a whole bunch of stuff. I'm not like 100% well-versed in hormones, but I am pretty well-versed in how testosterone operates.
0: Yeah, and that, that's why that's why you're on this show, because <laughs> from your perspective, we want, we'd like your perspective. You mentioned the aspects of the free testosterone what about bond bound is there like what's the purpose of the the binding of
2: testosterone within the body is mm, there anything, like is there the anything of good
0: it. is there anything good that comes from that or is it just sort of like unused
2: no it's still definitely something important you want to have high uh because then a lot of that can get converted into free testosterone which is more readily available so like if you have like this treasure chest that's locked up you know, it's like shit. I can't get the treasure, but I have the chest full of treasure. Great. You know, you can change some of that and release it by having the key to unlock it, which is decreasing sex hormone body globulin uh, and supporting the other, you know, orchestra of hormones. So you can allow yourself to actually use it in that moment. So it's definitely important to have Jay Campbell.
3: Yeah. So I mean, basically, testosterone is uh, a hormone, a signaling hormone that is the primary sex differentiator, right? So. The only difference between men and women is that men have in utero more testosterone development or more testosterone as a hormone produced. And that's why, like, to not get crazy, but go into all this, like, transgender and trans stuff that's going on in the world now today. Basically, if you want to make a woman a man, you just give her more testosterone to make it very, very simplified. So, I mean, again, it's a primary sex differentiating hormone. Uh, But obviously, it also is responsible for, you know, masculine energy, um, you know, vigor. There's so many things that that testosterone does. You know, again, it increases dopamine signaling and enhances cognition. I mean, there's just a million different things that testosterone does as a hormone. And as you guys are fully aware, we are now in an environment that is so catastrophically contaminated that very few men around the world even have optimal levels. I mean, even normal levels. I mean, most people are suffering from deficiency and don't know it. Um, and so I think it's, you know, even though I don't talk about it this much anymore and my book is from 2000, I wrote the first one in 2015, the second one in 2018. It's never been more important to understand the importance of optimizing um, men's and actually women's testosterone levels in this contaminated world that we live in.
0: Lucas Own.
4: Well, I like to look at testosterone as the number one protective and adaptive hormone in the male and also female body. But the way in which I like to describe testosterone is like the resilience hormone. It's the hormone that um, enables men to uh, seek out their goals. It makes effort feel good, as um, Dr. Andrew Huberman states as well. And really testosterone, I think, is a hormone that many men need to consider if they're looking to feel their best and also perform at their best. Um, And so it's a hormone that really does mediate and govern a lot of what we consider as like the um, the traits of what makes up a, a highly successful individual. A lot of the time they have like optimized hormones and testosterone is usually one of them
0: that's an amazing answer so you mentioned protective hormone and resilient hormone but could you elaborate on what you mean by protective hormone are you talking about protective in terms of like the cells of our body or protective in terms of like us as individuals within the environment that we exist in
4: I would say protective in the environment that we that we live in um, due to the the burden of stress that a lot of men are faced with um, these days, you know, working a nine-to-five job and then some of them have to you know, come home and, and be with the family uh, and then, you know, wake up again and train and like that sort of lifestyle can be very stressful and so testosterone can help men cope with stress by – um you know mi- um mobilizing uh energy energy stores in the body and also enabling that um that level of confidence that a lot of men are seeking and this is something that we we realized with a lot of the stuff that I was a lot of the content that I was creating is that a lot of men are suffering from low confidence or lack of confidence and testosterone can heavily influence uh like self esteem and um, and confidence doc Farhan Kawaja,
5: it's a hormone, it's a chemical messenger, it allows different organs and systems to communicate with each other. So when for example, when testosterone is produced by the testes, it has to travel in the blood to different parts, like your muscle cells or your liver cells or inside your brain. And so it's, it's essentially a, a, a messaging service, right? It, it, it's conveying messages to different cells through the functioning of receptors. It has to bind to an androgen receptor. And the cool thing about testosterone, which is very rare, by the way, once, once it binds to an androgen receptor, it can go inside the cell and communicate with the nucleus, which is rare. I mean, this type of stuff doesn't happen. So it can alter gene expression inside the nucleus just through this hormone by literally going inside the cell. And that's rare because most neurotransmitters they'll bind to the receptor and everything else will do the work. You know, second messengers and this and that. But testosterone itself goes all the way inside. So it's a very powerful hormone. And in terms of what it's doing to the body, I mean, there's so many functions. First thing we can start off with is libido. Libido, energy, drive, when, when a difficult task appears. And, and again, it's not just, you know, testosterone is signaling and communicating with all these other hormones too, cortisol, prolactin, estrogen, dopamine. So it's not just functioning on its own, right? A L- lot of marketing, and, and I've, been, I've been guilty of this too. It's like, oh, you know, testosterone is the all in all. No, it's not. It's not right, because when you look at people who are castrated, right, they mm-hmm. they have very 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 small test because testosterone's not just produced in the testes, but it's also in the in the adrenal cortex, uh, adrenal gland. So you might have a little bit of testosterone, and sometimes that's enough to even get an erection, and that's enough to have libido and drive and 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 grow muscle. So it's not like, hey. If I castrate you, you're done. No, no, no. It's not like that. You you may have a lower, uh, you know, your, your pitch might become higher, right? You might have a higher frequency pitch or or you may not grow body hair if it's done very young. Uh, that, you know, they used to do that with a choir, you know, 60, 70 years ago. They would just castrate the men because they didn't mm-hmm. want the, the pitch to, to go lower. Right. Uh, they probably still do it today in Italy and stuff. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but so, yeah, it, it's, um. It's a chemical messenger, and it, is, it has many, many
0: different functions, but it's also interacting with other hormones. I'm trusting that you learn from the varied perspective of these testosterone experts. We have all five of the most asked questions on testosterone in the other shows in this series. Find out what those questions are and listen to the answers that they have provided us.